Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to OT with Mons and Moose. I am Moose. Fortunately, no John tonight, but you know what? The show must go on, right? Uh, wanted to come on and kind of talk about the Sam Donald situation with the Jets. Um, they finally they, they pulled the plug on it. They sent him to Carolina for um, a six-round pick this year, a second, and a fourth next year, which I think is good value for him. Uh, we kind of saw him regress heavily again this year. So getting three draft picks for him is, is pretty good in my opinion, especially a two and a four. Uh, the sixth, yeah, it, it is this year, and you're not getting a two or four this year, but you're getting it next year. And Carolina's schedule is kind of rough next year, so that may be a high two. But it was more than some people thought. Like me and John have talked ad nauseum on the show about um, what his value is now. Uh, John thought he would get a three for him, which would be understandable. And I think it was time, man. Time was running out for, for Carolina and and Denver, I think, was also in on it too. But Carolina ultimately decided to pull the trigger, and I think it was smart of them too. Um, they, I know they were heavy in Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. I know that for a fact. But all these allegations are, are scaring these teams away, and quite frankly, we don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to be within the next year or two. He may not even be in the league. So I think it was smart for Douglas to do this and for Carolina to pick him up. Carolina is kind of in quarterback limbo. They have Teddy Bridgewater, who they're not sold on, obviously. They're probably going to look to trade him at this point. Personally, I would just keep him as a backup. I don't know what his contract looks like, but at the same time, you still have some kind of backup to in case Sam does get hurt because every year he has gotten hurt. So maybe it's a good backup to have. But, yeah, man, I kind of want to go through the history of Sam and the Jets, obviously, because, yeah, there's a lot of revolving doors with Sam. Yes, he has potential, and he has a very high ceiling that he can potentially be a franchise guy, but with the Jets, it just wasn't meant to be. Um, They did really nothing for him, draft-wise, free agent-wise, coaching-wise. They didn't do anything for him. Um, If you take a look at the drafts that he was a part of, they drafted him in 2018. The only other person that they really drafted was Chris Herndon for him. And look, that first year, Chris Herndon was really good. And there were games where Sam looked really good. But from there, it just it spiraled out of control. Like, he had Bilal Powell behind him. He, had, he did have Robbie Anderson, who he, he had chemistry with. Anunwa, who was hurt half the time. Herndon, who looked all right, and that putrid offensive line. I'm not even going to go into them. And it just, he that's when his foot started to, to, I guess, bother him. But moving on to 2019, they really didn't do anything for him. Like, they drafted Idoga in the third round, but Idoga wasn't a starter. He was, he, he's, at this point in his career, he's probably not going to start. He's a depth piece at the very most, and that's just another player that they didn't get for him. You, they, they drafted Trayvon Wesco in the fourth, but that's a that's coming off a year that they draft Herndon. So again, where does that make sense? Um, twenty twenty, we know that they finally decided to get him some kind of help. Beckton and Mims about time. Mims unfortunately was hurt for a big chunk of the year. 
Uh, Becton, who looked like a monster, to be fair, but he was battling some injuries too. Um, they also got Michael Pirine, but we all know the story that Gase didn't want to use Pirine. Don't know why, but he didn't. He decided just to run Frank Gore. Go figure why he wanted to do that. I have no idea. And look, Sam's Sam's development really, really stunted once Adam Gase came in. Um, he had he had balls and baits, and then he went into to logins and and Adam Gase who was a mistake from the start. Like he wasn't even on really the radar to be the Jets head coach. He got a vote of confidence from Peyton Manning, which sold McCagnan into into signing him. Which, come on. Like, when was Adam Gase ever good aside from that one year with Denver? Look what happened with Tannehill once he got out and away from Adam Gase. I'm still not I'm not going to advocate that Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback because I don't think he is. But you, he shows a lot of improvement with Tennessee. He's more accurate. He's He can move. Like, getting away from Adam Gase was the best thing to happen to Ryan Tannehill. With Sam, we still don't know. But he's going into a better situation now. He's got he's got Robbie Anderson, who he's reuniting with. He's got McCaffrey, a top three run back in the league. Um, he's got more out there. He's got a def- uh a decent offensive line. He's got Rule. He's got Brady. He's got he's got a support system over there that he can succeed in. Where as opposed to here, he couldn't do that. He just he didn't have it. He didn't have time to throw. That offensive line for the past this year was an upgrade, but it still wasn't that good. Interior needs to be fixed at some point. Um, you're starting to see Douglas starting to solidify that a little bit. If they can get lucky and have like Vera Tucker maybe fall to them to 23. I think if Vera Tucker's there at 23, I don't think you even hesitate to hand in the card. I think you just hand it in, you secure that that left side of the offensive line, and you're pretty much good to go. The tackle play was pretty good this year. Uh, Center was okay, and the guards were just shaky. So I think if they have the chance to get an interior offensive line at 23 in Vera Tucker then I would run to the board. I would just run to the commissioner, hand him the card, and be it. But I digress. I don't want to go into the draft just yet. But they didn't do anything really for him until this year. Like, P. Ryan, yeah, they didn't use him at all. I know he got banged up towards the end of the year, but they still didn't use him. You can't really succeed when you have an egotistical, maniacal head coach in Adam Gase. You just can't. When... Your coach sits there and says, I'm always right. My system works. If my system doesn't work, it's on the players. It's never on me. It's never on any of the other coaching staff. Look, we know the story of Adam Gase, how much of a piece of shit he is. You could just tell by the way he looks. You can tell by his opening press conference. This dude was looped out of his goddamn mind. And it was like, for the Jets, it's like, can we ever just get it right once? Ever? Please? And here we are again three years later after thinking that we had our franchise guy in Sam Darnold where we're like, okay, I guess we got to start over again. Now, granted, it's going to be Zach Wilson. I would be dumbfounded if it wasn't Zach Wilson. But 
at least they're building somewhat of a support system for him to succeed. Yeah, Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Crowder. Yeah, it's not the greatest, but it's not it's not nothing. There's there's still some kind of substance to it. The offensive line is getting better. You have like ten picks this year and like eleven next year. So I'm like, Joe Douglas is doing what he's supposed to be doing as a general manager. At the same time, they have to hit. Like this is this is a big concerning point for Jets fans year in year out is who is going to play quarterback for us? I say it all the time on on the show with John. Jet fans just want to be able to wake up on a Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon and say, I'm not worried about the quarterback play. And I think that's why all these fans wanted Deshaun Watson. Young, stable, from what we knew, and and consistent and very good. It was somebody that you can heavily rely on. Like a like an Aaron Rodgers. Like somebody that you don't have to worry about day in and day out. Granted, that was that was about a year ago, but I digress. They just they didn't help Sam's development at all. They stunted it, if anything. I think it's a good move for both teams. Like we said, Carolina just was the ideal place to land. It wasn't going to be San Francisco. You kind of saw Chicago and Washington kind of move away from him, which I don't know if that was because the Jets wanted to make sure Wilson was their guy. I got to think that, and I think the fact that Wilson's pro day was so late that that drove other teams to sign other people. Like Chicago going into the season with Andy Dalton. Come on now. You're going to sit there and tell me you'd rather have Andy Dalton than Sam Darnold? Come on. Same thing with Washington. Yeah, Fitzpatrick can win you games. Don't get me wrong. But I'd rather have Sam Darnold on my team than, than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Call me crazy, but I... I, I me, I'm a firm believer in Sam. When when we moved up from 6 to 3, right? Personally, I didn't think that Sam was still going to be there at number 3 because all the pro day, the lead up to the draft, Darnold was the number 1 quarterback coming out. And with Cleveland needing a quarterback, that was that was their guy. And I wholeheartedly believe that we moved up to draft Baker Mayfield at the third spot. Now, it wasn't until, I think, the day of the draft where reports were coming out where Cleveland was going to take Baker. I'm like, shut the hell up. I'm like, tell me it's just smoke. Because if I can get Sam Darnold at three, fuck yeah, I'm all in. Because the Giants were, were sold on Saquon, and that was it. I know Denver, I think, was pushing super hard to get into that number two spot with the Giants, but the Giants were like, no, we want Barkley, and that's it. So that's why I also thought that Donald could have went to Denver as well, and they were in on it, but ultimately, I don't think they offered as much as Carolina did. Carolina, like I said, they have the supporting cast ready for him. I think, and they already picked up his options as well. They have pretty good draft capital. They have the eighth overall pick still, where you can go a lot of different places. If you want to solidify that offensive line, fine. If you want to go out and, and hopefully get a Kyle Pitts or maybe another wide receiver for him, why the hell not? I mean, yeah, you, you do need some help on the defense, but shit, if you can go out get Kyle Pitts, get him a big receiver, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for this kid, especially under Rule and Brady. 
I just I, I see him that is a much better situation for him to be in than New York. New York, if they would have kept him, the second that he did one thing bad, they would have booed him off the boot him off the field. He would have been defeated before he even got started. I wholeheartedly believe that he can still be a franchise quarterback. He's twenty three. And he's already got three years in the league. Like, he's younger than than Joe Burrow is. You, th- there's, some, there's some stuff that you really can't teach. You can't teach speed, stuff like that. But with Sam, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was all the coaching f- coaching's fault. I'm not going to say that because there are times where... Yeah, he did have he did have kind of weapons around him. They weren't great weapons, but they were something. They were better than what he had previously. And he looked flat. Like just some fundamentals just lacked. Like I don't know him sitting in the pocket. He always had the, the like the the yips in his feet where he could never just sit there, plant his foot and drive the ball in. He couldn't do that. His footwork his footwork was terrible. He couldn't do it. And I don't know if that was because he was just scared because if his offensive line couldn't hold anything and he felt like he needed to move. Um, his vision at times looked very good, but t- towards the end, I'm <clears throat> sorry, towards the end, it wasn't good. He was throwing the ball into double and triple coverage. Uh, there was a game this year, I forgot which game it was, but he threw it, he was trying to throw it on the sideline to nobody. It's like he was purposely trying it, trying to throw it to the other team, and if it wasn't for Crowder coming over the field and breaking it up, it would have been another interception. He, I think, I think the Jets broke him. I really do. Um, I just think he wasn't playing with a lot of confidence. You heard it in that game with I think it was against the Patriots where he's seeing ghosts. I don't know how or why or where that came from, but there's some kind of developmental thing mentally that he just didn't get, I guess. That doesn't that doesn't go away from me thinking that he's a smart kid because I do think he's smart. I think he's a very good leader. And it's crazy to think that he was the cornerstone of this team moving forward. Him and Jamal Adams, they were those were the two that we're going to start it off. You got your franchise guy on offense, and you got your franchise guy on defense. And I remember when they had the, um, they came out with their new uniforms. They had a bunch of players lined up. They had Donald, Jamal, uh, Leonard Williams, Robbie Anderson. Um, I think Anuna was on there, and they had um, Chris Herndon on there. Every single one of them is gone, aside from Herndon. And if Herndon has another year like he did last year, he'll be gone too. It's just, it's super frustrating because it's like, when, when is this team going to get it right? When? Because it, we haven't had a franchise guy in so long, since arguably Namath. Yeah, you drafted Pennington. He had a noodle. He couldn't get the ball down the field. You drafted Sanchez. Look how that ended up. The only reason why Sanchez succeeded was because of the talent you had around him. You you had a top line. You had a nasty defense. You had weapons around him. No shit. Anybody with those weapons could have could have succeeded. I would have loved to see Sam with that. Santonio, San Cotri, Braylon Edwards, Tomlinson, Green. Like, 
he had so much. He had Prime Revis, Cromartie, who was still nasty, Sean Ellis, Bart Scott, David Harris. Like you had so many people. You had a you had a complete team, and that was the last complete team we really had. And I mean, yeah, Fitzpatrick had had a good year with Marshall and Decker. Don't get me wrong, but again, he choked too, and he didn't last as as a Jets quarterback either. Then you had McCown, and you had Geno, you had Hackenberg, you had fucking, you had so many people come in, just this, like, they all met their doom when they got here. Now, granted, Fitzpatrick and McCown were, were older, granted, but at the same time, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, but at the same time, they couldn't, they didn't get it done. And, and people were like, after the, after the Bucks won the Super Bowl, all the Jets regret getting rid of Todd Bowles. I'm like, but no. Todd Bowles was not a good fit here. He really doesn't have, like, a personality. Adam Gase had... He just has an ego. That's completely different. Adam Gase's ego just got in the way of Sam's development. And like I said, Sam has... He has problems. I'm not going to sit here and say that Sam was not the problem because he is. He is part of the problem. I would say 75 coaching, 25 Sam. If not a little bit more. Because you can't... You There's only so much coaching can do. At some point, you have to make the play. And he just didn't do that at times. Now, don't get me wrong. He He's athletic. He's got a nice arm on him. He can throw on the run like a motherfucker. But at the same time, it's like... Like, why can't I have consistency with you? Where, where am I going to get this consistency? Now, do I think that he was very... He, he was he was shit on. But let's be honest. He was up shit's creek without a paddle. This team did nothing for him. And it wasn't until Douglas got there that, that really was able to draft the team that Sam got a little bit of help. But again, at the same time, they drafted Pirine. Gase didn't use him. He used Gore. He drafted Mims. Mims got hurt. There's nothing you could do about the Mims thing. Don't get me wrong. And Mims has potential. But people are making Mims out to be this great thing where, yeah, he can be great, but he can also be average. So if he's average, you have Corey Davis, who's who's a good receiver, he has a, a ton of upside, but he hasn't really proved that he's a number one receiver. I mean, I don't, I don't believe he had over a thousand yards last year. So you're relying on Mims, hopefully developing more. Corey Davis having a better year. Tevin Coleman, who they just signed, and Zach Wilson. Now, granted, you could still get stuff in the draft where you're going to have to address corner at some point either in the second or at 23. My personal opinion, if you have a guy that you like, if you have Vera Tucker on the board at 23, I think you take him. If Vera Tucker's out there, I think you can you can kind of make a play for a corner if you really want to. Like People are predicting Farley to drop. If J.C. Horn falls, Sertan's not going to be there, let's be honest. But they, this is... The year that they need to get it right. Douglas needs to get this draft right. You're on a good path. 
You, you're starting to get weapons for your quarterback, for your new quarterback. You have to, have to, have to hit. There is nothing that is more important than this draft hitting, especially at number two, especially if you're going to take Zach Wilson at number two. And look, I think personally outside of Lawrence, who I think is going to be a very good quarterback, I think the rest of the quarterbacks can be up in the air, can go either way. Right? I think Zach Wilson, like everyone's going to say it, his level of competition in college was not great. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. I completely understand it. But if you look at his stats, he shelled out. He showed up and he he got the stats that he needed to raise his stock. He did what he needed to do against those teams, and he put up numbers. People are going to say the, the one bad game, but if you go back and you look at that tape, his receivers dropped what would have been another like 110 yards. He would have been well over like 330 for the game. So it's like if you're going to harp on that, fine, but if you look at the game and you watch the receivers drop those balls, he would have had another 100 yards. That's that's infinitely times better. And that's another thing. It's like I don't I barely see any Jets quarterback throwing for like 300. I just don't I I don't even remember the last time I saw it. Now, there were games where Sam played very very well. The game against Green Bay, the the game against the Colts, the game against Houston where he showed up. He showed that he can be a potential franchise guy. But it's the consistency that that plagued him throughout. He wasn't consistent. He made bad throws. He just made bad decisions. And yeah, again, I I can't say this enough that the weapons around him were not good. They weren't. The offensive line was putrid. They sucked. I could, me and John could have went out there and blocked better than half these guys. They were not good. So I can understand why Sam is a little shaky in the pocket. But at some point. Skill needs to take over, and his just didn't take over. And, and like, yeah, you can't really fault him for the mono thing. The mono thing is just a freak thing. But he's he hasn't played a full season yet. That's another thing. That's another red flag against him. He hasn't played all 16 games. A foot injury, mono, shoulder. Like, this dude's getting beat up at some point. And me and John have talked about it, that you need to protect your asset. You need to protect the most important player on your team. Look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson doesn't want to be hit. He's the mo- Him and Deshaun have been the most hit quarterbacks over the past like three years by a large margin. Protect your guys, man. And McCagnin, he, he tried. Don't get me wrong. He tried to bring in Le'Veon Bell to, to help him. And look what, look what happened there. They overpaid him and then they cut him. They couldn't even get anything for him. They brought in C.J. Mosley, who's played... Two quarters of a game. He tried to come back against like Cleveland or Baltimore or something. And look what happened. It hasn't played since. Opted out. So you don't know what you're getting out of him. Like, the, the Bell thing, you went out, you overpaid for somebody who wasn't in the league for a whole year. And you know what kind of methodical runner he is. He's slow. And then when he sees the hole, then he hits it. But he can't hit a hole if there isn't a hole to hit. The Jets didn't have an offensive line to do that. He couldn't 
he couldn't maneuver anything. Sam was just beat up his whole career. He didn't have anybody around him to help him. And I mean that. I think the best coach that Sam Darnold had was Josh McCown. And he was a player. Gase did nothing for nothing but kill him. He ran him into the ground because, like I said, ego took over. You can see the dysfunction within the Jets organization when you have the head coach and, and the defensive coordinator not even talking to one another. They don't even like each other. Then you have Dow Loggins who who just sucks Adam Gase's ass. What did he do this year? You have Adam Gase saying, oh, he's going to call the plays. Oh, no, he didn't call the plays. Uh, I'm going to let him call the plays. Oh, I'm going to take back play calling duties. I'm like, what What are you doing? It's just it's so mind-blowing that, that a team could function that way. And look, as much as I don't like the way that, that Jamal Adams handled the situation of him wanting out, I get it. Why do you want to be in dysfunction every year? There was no end in sight. McCagney's final fuck you to the Jets was, here you go, you got Adam Gase. Of course Jamal wanted out. Jamal's a very good player. How he went about it, I don't agree with. I think that's kind of scummy. Just making up excuses after excuses. But at the same time, of course you'd want to to get out. You're not winning. You're not... You're barely even progressing. You're bringing in guys that just don't... They don't have it. And that's why I, I like what Joe Douglas is doing. He's building the team the right way. Me and John had a discussion the other day. It looks like that they're actually moving in the right direction. <coughs> Sorry. They went out. They got their guy in, in Robert Sala. Not really proven head coach, but a real players coach. A coach that people and players want to play for, that want to work with him, and everything like that. That's a that's a plus. You're bringing over um, Mike LaFleur, who runs a West Coast offense. Of course, dude. Let's go. You're bringing over a bunch of staff members from, from San Francisco who's been a very successful team. Why not? You're, you're moving in the right direction. You're going. Zach Wilson fits your scheme. You have the second overall pick, and he is yours for the taking. If they don't, if they don't draft Zach Wilson, I would be genuinely shocked. Genuinely shocked. <coughs> I just... They... They so desperately need to get this pick right. Because if they don't, they're in some deep shit. I, I, I just... This is Douglas's this year and next year are either going to make or break the Jets again. You have 21 damn picks in the next two years. You have four picks in the, in the first two rounds combined. You need to hit these. These are big. And look, you've you've established enough draft capital that you can move back up if you want to and get somebody you really like. Like this year, if you want to trade a couple of those picks and move back into the first and maybe get someone, maybe move up in the first and get a Vera Tucker, then do it. You have the ammo for it. You might as well. You But th- these guys, they need to hit. And that is not something the Jets have done in a very long time is hit on their draft picks. Look, you drafted Herndon, who had one good year. And then just fell off. He's stone hands. Nathan Shepard was alright. Perry Nickerson. I don't even know where he is. 
They got Fatukasi, who's actually coming on strong. And then you have Trent Cannon, who all he did was run fast. That's all he did. That was 2018, right? So 2019, they drafted Quentin Williams, Ja'Kai Polite, Idoga, like I said, Wesco, a tight end, which I don't even know where the hell he is, Cashman, and Bless Austin. So where on that list is there any help for Sam? Idoga, who's not even starting? Okay, let's move on to 2020. Like I said, Becton Mims, fine. Davis is still a project. Then you went Zuniga, Piran, didn't use, got hurt. James Morgan, backup, never going to see the field. Cameron Clark, hasn't seen the field. Bryce Hall, who knows, and Braden Mann. So where on that list do you see any kind of superstar? I'll answer that question for you. You don't. Becton is probably the, the biggest one so far. And because he's a large-sized human being, and it's hard to get past that boy. Beck, Dim, uh, Mims? Maybe. But it's a maybe at this point. It's not, oh, it's guaranteed. I think you still need to get another wide receiver at some point. Maybe not right now. Maybe not early. You could probably address it a little bit later on. You need to solidify that, that interior offensive line. For Zach Wilson, you need to get a corner on defense. But like I said, I think I think this team is moving in the right direction. I think they are. I feel like they are. Again, I'm just a delusional Jet fan where I think where I see some kind of progression. Maybe it clouds my judgment a little bit, but this can be a decent team in maybe the next two years. This year, you don't know. You need a lot of things to go right. First off, you need to get the pick right. If it's Zach Wilson, then it's Zach Wilson and he needs to be the guy. <coughs> if it's Justin Fields, which I don't think it is, he needs to be the guy. If it's Trey Lance, if it's Mac Jones, then they need to be the guy. They, they need to hit. Especially the early draft picks. The superstars that are supposed to take over the league, they need to hit. Especially the first and the second round picks. And when you have two this year and two next year, that's four guys. I'm, I'm just talking in the first round. You have four first round picks. They need to hit. It can't be a so-so player. No, it can't be. It needs to be the guy. You're going to have to address running back, I would think, somewhere. I know some people are, are drafting, um, are mocking uh, ETN to the Jets at 23. Personally, I think that's too early for a running back. I think you have more glaring problems than running back right now. I think you can wait to get a running back. But you're going to have to address it eventually. <laughs> But they, there's a lot of things. They're, like I said, they're moving in the right direction. They got their guy in the head coach. They're going through the process of what they're setting. They said that they were going to interview all their coaches first, and then they're going to make a decision. Where I thought once he left the building without a deal, Salah I'm talking about, I thought he was gone. I thought he was never coming back. And then I think it was like two days later he came back head coach. So, okay, cool. Super excited for it. That's also why I don't think they dealt Darnold. That's another thing. I think 
They wanted to do their final assessment on Wilson and Fields and then make sure they have their guy. And look, like I said, I've posted it on the page. I hope Sam really does flip his career around. I really do. I I, I really like Sam. And I think a lot of the fan base likes Sam as a person. I just, it just didn't work. The way I see it is, he didn't fail us. We failed him. As in, the Jets failed Sam Darnold. They just, they, they didn't help him. They didn't help his cause. And who knows what he can do with a, with a staff like that, with weapons like that. Maybe he just goes off. Because look, not for nothing, that division, you have the Bucks. who, yeah, they're the Bucks. They're Super Bowl champs for a reason. Tom Brady, we don't need to talk about him. But you have teams like New Orleans, who just had Drew Brees retire. They're probably going to be on a decline. Atlanta probably won't be as bad as they were this year. But you don't know where they're going to go. You don't know if they're going to draft a new quarterback, run with Matt Ryan. You don't know. But they're not going to be that. They're not going to be crazy good, right? And Carolina's on. I guess on the rise now. So I mean, I really don't know. I, I think I want to believe that Sam will be better. He's got, after these next two years, if Sam does not succeed with Carolina, I think it's a Sam problem at that point. Maybe maybe Gase just did too much to him. Maybe he ingrained him with too much bad shit and he can't overcome it. And that would suck to see because, I, like I said, I really like Sam. I think he's a good leader. I think he's a good player. I think he's got a lot of fucking potential. But he's just he's got to play better. He just has to. And I think over in Carolina with that coaching staff and that roster, I think he's going to be infinitely times better. I think his decision making is going to be better. I just think his his nerves are he's going to be more calm and everything like that. I'm very happy that Sam got out. I'm just it was the writing was on the wall where you can kind you can see the regression coming. You can just see it, and then you have this stack draft class where. <clears throat> come like week 9 and 10 where you don't have a win yet like okay maybe we can get Trevor Lawrence in here like if we just keep losing then we'll get Trevor Lawrence holy shit and then we're like nah we don't want Trevor Lawrence we're not going to tank for him so we're like okay well who else we got we got Justin Fields who outplayed Trevor Lawrence which oh he's the consensus number 2 for most of the season then, Zach Wilson shows up. And we're like, who the hell is this kid? Personally, I didn't hear about Zach Wilson until late in the season. I didn't know anything about him. Who the hell watches a BYU game? <laughs> right? Like, nobody... Who watches BYU? People are going to watch Trevor. People are going to watch Fields. Because they're on powerhouse teams, not BYU. Not BYU. Trey Lance... What was he, North Dakota State or something? Like, I've heard Trey Lance's name, but Zach Wilson, I didn't hear about until, like, week 10. So, like I said, I, I don't mean to reiterate over and over again, but he needs to be the guy. It's spearheaded by Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. They need to get this shit right. Because if they don't, then 
Douglas may be looking for a job in a couple years. But from everything that I've seen, the draft picks that they have done, the trades that they have dealt, they they make sense in every standpoint. Trading Jamal Adams, yeah, a lot of fans were pissed, including myself. But you saw the ransom that they got for him. For a loudmouth diva safety, who you're going to have to pay soon. I didn't even get into that about Sam, that, you, that they needed to pick his contract up. I get it. He's doing it the right way. This is how he built teams in Philly, in Baltimore. He's doing it through the draft. He trusts his guys to do it. And at this point, look, you got Becton. Yeah, he looks like a fucking monster. Mims has a ton of potential. You have Ashton Davis, who is just a... He's an animal. He just He's so goddamn fast, he'll fill that Jamal Adams thing where he could play in the box or rush the quarterback. Yeah, Zuniga, uh, Zuniga, eh, Pirine, you don't know. You have a carousel of running backs now, which is also the West Coast. Like, look at look at San Francisco. They have three goddamn running backs over there. James Morgan, who's never going to see the field. Cameron Clark, still don't know. Bryce Hall, who they have a lot of upside for if he could stay healthy. And they have Braden Mann, who is a punter, and he's nasty. <laughs> so, for... Joe Douglas's first draft, I think that's very good because you can kind of see the diversity here where it's not heavy defense or heavy offense, where he's building each each side of the ball nicely. This year, like I said, they kind of they, they addressed the edge thing with Carl Lawson, which I really like that move. Yeah, his sacks aren't there, but the hurries and the pressures are up, which is what you need, especially with Quinn Williams hopefully taking the next step who really came on this year. And you have that defense, they need to be solidified in the secondary. Like, yeah, you tagged May, you have Ashton Davis coming back, but you need to figure the, the cornerback situation now. Because you have Bless Austin, Bryce Hall, and you don't even have a slot guy anymore. Brian Poole is still a free agent, which I still think that they're going to probably bring him back. But you're going to have to address it at some point. Which... Who knows when that's going to be. It's got to be in the draft. Unless you plan on not taking one in the draft and you go with a veteran like, like I said, Richard Sherman. I still think that he's going to be a Jet at some point. But you never know. And, you know, I feel like the, I feel like Douglas has kept it under wraps perfectly. There's no leaks. You, would, you didn't hear anything that the Jets were talking to Carolina or the Jets were talking to Denver. You didn't hear any of that. You just saw it. And he's gone. And Sam is gone. That's how it was. I didn't hear one rumbling about Sam being traded. Because honestly, I thought Sam was going to get traded on draft night. <coughs> I thought that Carolina was probably going to look at a quarterback. And if their quarterback was taken, I think they would have made a play for Sam right then and there. That's what I thought was going to happen. But you know what? They got what they got. I think they got more than what they expected. And, and you're good now. You got your draft picks for him. You can move on. Now you can start completely fresh with your team. Douglas didn't draft Darnold. He said he, he called Sam's parents and said, I will do everything to keep your boy safe. And the safest thing he did was get him the fuck out of New York. That was the safest thing he did for Sam. Because we didn't do shit for him. We damaged him. We probably bruised his fucking confidence. Do I think Sam can bounce back? Absolutely. 
He's 23. Of course he can bounce back. It's just a matter of if he can break the habits that Adam Gase instilled in him. Because if he can't do that, he's in a world of trouble. But I think someone like Rule and Brady can do it. I think they can fix him. They can put him back together. And maybe he could be a franchise guy for them. He, look, they're invested in him. He gave up a two, which is more than is more than sufficient, man. Got three picks for him. Three picks that you probably didn't think that you were gonna get, especially one as high as a two. And look, they got a they got a rough schedule. I mean, they play in that division. Who, outside of Tampa Bay, yeah, they're question marks, but you could still lose. Then you play the AFC East, nonetheless, of course. So we'll be playing Sam. Where it looked like every team is getting better. And then I think they play the NFC East, if I'm not mistaken. Who Dallas is gonna be infinitely times better with probably drafting a corner, getting more help, and getting Dak back. The Giants got better with Galladay. Washington's defense is nasty. So that could be a very high two. If everything goes right. But if Sam plays well, then maybe it'll be a mid round two. But you still got a two. You got that capital. It's worth something. And if Joe can maybe flip it for something else, I'm all for it. Like I said, I, there hasn't been really in my lifetime a lot of things that the Jets did that made me really happy. This was like the first offseason that I feel, I feel a little more at ease. Douglas, Sala, LaFleur... I just I like the direction that the team is going. But the, the picks just have to hit. That's what it is. They need, need, need to hit. And if they don't, like I said, it's just going to be bad. It's just going to end bad. And it's going to be another three to four years of drafting another quarterback. <sighs> but like I said, I hope Sam does well. I wish him all the fucking best. I like him as a player. I like him as a kid. I like his poise. I like his his attitude. But at some point, maybe a new start is what you need. Maybe it's just what you need. And for him, I hope it's Carolina. I really do. I would love to see Donald just smack up Brady a couple times. But again, that's just me. Um, Alright, so that's probably end of the rant there. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. Um... Like I said, we've we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show about Sam, the Jets, and everything. Uh, probably next week when when John is back in the lab with me, we may just brush over and get his opinions on it. But outside of that, I don't think there's any more questions for the Jets at this point. It's just waiting till draft night, and draft night will be fun. I really I really think it's gonna be fun. So. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you guys have any kind of rebuttals or, or anything you want to say about Sam or the Jets or anything, I'm, I'm at dbor2730, that's D-B-O-R-2730, on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow John at Johnny Mons on Twitter. He'll save your life one tweet at a time. Um, you can follow the show at Brotherhood of Podcasting on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Instagram, Facebook. That's at Brotherhood of Podcasting. And on Twitter, at BH Podcasting. Um, 
we'll probably we'll have to figure out a show for next week. Uh, if any news breaks or anything, we'll be right there with you. And uh, yeah, it's the road to the draft finally for the Jets. But um, Jet fans, <sighs> it's time to just start praying that these these picks hit, man. We deserve it. We deserve it. But uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Catch you on the flippity flip.